from the WIA. This is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. This is WIA National News for week commencing October the 21st. This is Jota Weekend. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Robert, and good morning to all the scouts listening. Here's some news from Bob Bristow, VK6POP, who's going to tell us a bit more about Jota and Jody this weekend. Jota is in full swing as this news goes to air. Jota, or Jamboree on the air, is in its 55th year. Scouts and guides around Australia, assisted by amateur radio operators, are operating amateur radio stations with the objective of talking to other scouts and guides around the world. Jota and its companion activity Jyoti, or Jamboree on the internet, occur on this same weekend in October every year. About 500,000 people take part globally. This year's Jota Jyoti theme, which is How Big Is Your World?, links us to the United Nations International Year of Cooperatives. The idea is to encourage young people to explore how small actions at a local level could have a huge impact at the global level. Australia's Governor-General, Ms Quentin Bryce AC, who is the Chief Scout and Chief Guide of Australia, addressed scouts and guides in a broadcast that went to air yesterday. This year's theme is an invitation to scouts and guides to reflect on how they can enlarge their own world by interacting with others. The message to our members is this. Let friends from around the globe step into your world by sharing your thinking, feeling, emotions, ideas, proposals and projects with them. Share your life experiences to enlarge your world. My friends, enjoy expanding your world. I can imagine how much it will grow across this weekend. Have fun, make new friends and catch up with old friends. Her Excellency then went on to declare Jota and Jyoti open. Thank you, Bob. Sounds excellent. Now, Rob, let's get into the regular news, starting with the grant scheme. As reported in recent weeks, the 2012 WIA Club grant scheme closed for entries on August 20th. Ten arrived in time, with one nine days after the cut-off. The grants committee, consisting of Reg VK7KK, Peter VK3KCD and Bill VK4ZD, had expected to announce the results tomorrow, Monday 22nd of October. The timeline for this process has been extended. We will bring you updates and results as soon as they're available. Good luck to all submissions, and here's a gentle prod for everybody else next year. The WIA Club Grant Scheme promotes the advancement of amateur radio through WIA-affiliated clubs by financially supporting useful and or innovative projects undertaken or to be undertaken by clubs. There's more details on the website. Thanks for that, Brian. And uh, news of a 30-metre multi-mode weekend. Yes, the 30-metre multi-mode weekend is taking place on the weekend of October the 27th and 28th, 2012. And, of course, it's on the 10 megahertz 30-metre band. The objective is to promote the experimentation and using of different digital modes on the unique 30-metre band. For more information and listing of this event, see the news page at www.30mdg.net. The 30-metre digital group, that's 30MDG, is celebrating its fifth anniversary, 6,000 members and 120 DXCC. And it's 30MDG award program issuing over 31,000 award certificates. 30MDG is free to join 
free awards program with free award software. Good luck, and as always, this is not a contest. No start or stop times, no exchanges, no logs to send to anyone, no winners and no trophies. This is to promote awareness of the 30 metre band, and the only winners are those that participate and have fun. Thanks to Don, KB9UMT, for that story. Uh, and Rob, um, they've got a worldwide management committee, so it's very distributed, and as it says, it's free for everything. Uh, one of the members is Laurie, VK3AMA. He's their uh, awards manager, uh, their database programmer, and he manages the 30-metre digital spot page on the website. They've also got a Yahoo group, 30MDG, and it typically sees about 50 or 60 messages a month. So if you want to get over there to sign up, I'm going to have a crack at this one next weekend. Yeah, isn't it good when you find a group that uh, has got really, really passionate about an aspect of the hobby and just makes it work? Absolutely. All right, now, everybody, I've got to give a quick correction for my news copy in the last few weeks. The VK7 Milena Hamfest is actually in Myena. Somehow an extra L got in the middle of our news copy. Sorry. Doing a quick map search of the internet, you'll see that the closest Milena is a municipality in the province of... Caltanissetta in Sicily, located about 80 kilometres southeast of Palermo and about 30 k's to the west of Caltanissetta. Now, this is clearly a little bit too far to visit by car on the weekend, so our unreserved apologies for misspelling and mispronouncing Myena. Thanks to VK7 Regional News and Broadcast Coordinator Justin VK7TW for bringing this to my attention this week. And there's a Wikipedia link in the new text edition if you want to have a look. Thank you, Justin. And at Brian, you were talking last week about your experimentation with Whisper. Yes. How's that going? Yeah, uh, yeah, I didn't win, though. I, I think I mentioned there was a bit of a gentleman's agreement, maybe a bit of a challenge between a few people to see how, many, how far we could get for how little power. So it, it was a little bit of a basic calculation, kilometres divided by transmitted watts, but... Um, yeah, no, I thought, I thought you know, 16 or 17,000 kilometres on 100 milliwatts would win. But uh, if you get down to uh, 5 milliwatts, you don't have to go anywhere near as far and you can stay within the country. And I got pipped in the last three days, actually. Good luck and uh, maybe try again. Well, yes, 30 metre multi-mode weekend. I'm up for that. I know we mentioned it before. Mm. And it's to hams across Australia, starting with VK1, where the community service arm of the Canberra Region Amateur Radio Club is seeking people to assist with two events in the coming weeks. The first is the annual Pedal Power Fitz's Challenge Bike Ride taking place on Sunday the 28th of October. Information on the event itself can be found at the website www.fitzes.com.au. For this, Weissen operation will be on VHF using the portable repeater VK1RWP to be installed on Mount Tennant, with VK1RBH on Bull's Head used for the latter parts of the afternoon. And the second event is the New South Wales Carriage Driven Championships, which is taking place on Sunday the 4th of November at Whitwood between Bungandore and Braidwood. The Weissen operations will be on VHF and UHF simplex frequencies, with the majority of operators being able to use handheld radios. And it's the normal meet outside at around 8am for the now standard egg and bacon rolls for breakfast before a day of keeping track of the one, two and maybe four horsepower vehicles as they undertake their marathon and obstacle runs. This is a great one to take the family to, especially if you have horse lovers in the family. Finish time is normally early afternoon, and if you can assist with either event, please notify Matt 
VK1MA and Phil VK1PL by email to wyson at crarc.ampr.org. And thanks to uh, Phil Longworth for that new story. I had to read that one a couple of times, Rob, because I didn't understand one, two, and four horsepower vehicles. I thought those cars are going to go really, really slow. And then I realised what the carriage was talking about, getting dragged along behind the horses. Um, To VK3, Brian? Yes, we've got a bit of a roundup of items here. Yarra Valley, Amateur Radio Group Hamfest, Sunday the 11th of November from 10am till 2. This year the event will be held in Yarra Glen at the Gary Cooper Pavilion, 16 Anzac Avenue, Yarra Glen. Malway reference, 274K1. Over 20 tables of goodies at bargain prices. Call in on VK3RYV. If you'd like to get a table booked or any other information, please contact Steve or email yvarg at yvarg.org.au. Club's going to put on a barbecue. Tea and coffee's available free. And to the Southern Peninsula Amateur Radio Club, that's Spark, with their ham fest at the Eastbourne Primary School Auditorium, Alambie Avenue, Rosebud, on Sunday, November the 25th, 2012. And their event is now advertised on Facebook under the name Rosebud Radio Fest. So check into Facebook and stay tuned about that club's Hamfest progress. Leave a message, ask questions or just say hi. Full contact details are available in the text edition of this news service. And now to news of Weiss in Victoria. The Australian four-day enduro motorbike event is scheduled for this Wednesday to Friday inclusive. Weiss in Victoria is a couple of operators short so if you could assist, it would be greatly appreciated. The event is being run in the area east and north of Warrigal, with the event HQ at Bullen Bullen, just north of Warrigal, and the event itself is in the area south and west of Noogee. Access to checkpoints is over good gravel roads, so a four-wheel drive is not required. Communications will be on 2-metre voice, with a 40-metre HF as backup. If you can assist, please contact John Morrissey, VK3ZRX, Alternately, contact Chris Morley, VK3CJK. Their details are in the text edition. Thanks, Brian. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. And now to VK4 News, and we're joined by Peter, VK4EA. The Brisbane Digital Amateur TV Group have moved the VK4 RKC 70cm output to 446.5 MHz, in line with all amateurs in Australia losing the 420 to 430MHz spectrum. The ACMA issued the same output frequency to VK4 RKC, currently used by VK4 RMG, the ATV repeater owned by the South East Queensland ATV Group. What this means now is one 70cm ATV frequency has to be shared by two groups with similar interests. We are hopeful a gentleman's agreement will be reached between the two groups soon to ensure all ATV enthusiasts can use this valuable resource without interference. To receive VK4RKC you need a set-top box capable of manual tuning antenna pointed toward ocean view. This applies also to VK4RMG. Appropriate set-top boxes are available for less than $50 from various retailers. To transmit to VK4RKC you can use either 1250MHz DVB-S, 1250MHz FM or a very economical solution for sub $100 via 2.415 GHz. VK4RKC will continue to maintain the 1250MHz FM input so your existing investment in ATV is not foregone. The repeater ID beacon has been reduced to 30 seconds as per the WA conditions. Please put out a call on 147.400 MHz simplex 
if you need a signal to help with setting up your receiver. Additionally, every Monday night, the Redcliffe and Districts Radio Club broadcasts their meetings live to air from about 7.30pm. Also keep an eye out for regular programming from VK4BTV, screening Ham Nation and other amateur-related programs from the same 7.30pm time slot. The email and website addresses are in the text edition of this broadcast, or you can just Google VK4RKC. This has been Peter, VK4EA, on behalf of the Brisbane Amateur Digital TV Group. Uh, thank you, Peter. And that sounds excellent. Now, continuing on with Jota news this week, the history of Jota. Jamboree on the air began way back in 1958 after Les Mitchell, GB3GHK, attended a World Scout Jamboree at Lillehammer in Norway. Les had gone to the Jamboree to help with an amateur radio station there. During the Jamboree, Les and a few others started to think about the idea of scouts getting together using amateur radio. Let's hear what Les had to say about amateur radio and scouting when addressing a World Jota Conference in Norway in 1975. Radio scouting is not a modern hobby for scouts, despite the fact we like to think so. On your left here is a display of material going back to 1912. In 1912, scouting had just about been launched. It started in 1907. Almost precisely at the same time, uh, radio amateurs started amateur radio. Les then went on to describe the genesis of Jamboree on the Air. And a group of us used to meet and have coffee every morning and the inevitable thing happened. Someone suggested we contacted each other after the Jamboree on one day a year. And as I still had the greyish hair of the group in those days, they asked me to organise it. Well, on getting home after the Jamboree, I realised that this was rather a waste of time. There were only about 10 licensed amateurs we met and with radio conditions being what they are and I expect half of them would have probably been married by the time we held the first event and um, with half the world asleep while the other half is awake it would bring the numbers down to so few our chances of ever meeting were quite remote. And I thought, what could we do to improve upon this situation? And then hit upon the idea of asking radio amateurs throughout the world to help their local scouts to put stations on one weekend a year the first Jamboree on the air was held in 1958 and the rest, as they say, is history. And now news of a silent key. Known to many, Ray Norton, VK3 ATN, the antenna man. Ray passed away on the 15th of September and he was 83 years of age. Ray had a wealth of radio knowledge and was best known for his moonbound work in the early 60s. In fact, Ray Norton was the first in the Southern Hemisphere to work stations in the Northern Hemisphere by moonbounds. Quite a feat in the early 60s when most amateur equipment used valves and was largely homemade. 
and, of course, without the aid of computers as we have them today. Through that work, Ray was presented with an ARRL award and also received a trip to America where he travelled thousands of miles visiting leading mood and bouncers and many other radio installations. Ray operated ATN antennas at Birchip over a period of some 40 years. Noel VK3FI reports that he last spoke to Ray several months ago and although he had been in and out of hospital after a series of strokes, he was still saying, when I get back to the factory, and words like that. Ray certainly had a determined outlook right to the very end. Ray Norton will be remembered within the Sunraysia Radio Group through the ongoing VK3 ATN Technical Merit Award. The aim of that award is to encourage Sunraysia Radio Group members to become more involved with technical projects. The VK3 ATN Technical Merit Award is presented annually after being decided by nominations and member votes. A heavily edited version of Ray VK3 ATN's presentation at the 2009 Sunraysia Radio Group AGM may be viewed by going to YouTube and searching for VK3 ATN. Ray leaves XYL Margaret, sons Trevor, Peter, David and daughter Jennifer, Valet Ray Norton, VK3ATN. Rob, I looked up uh, VK3ATN after reading this uh, news, and I was actually surprised to see that a lot of QST articles from the 1960s are available online. There are actually a lot of uh, photographs and uh, stories from QST and others, other black and white uh, pics of him in front of his arrays uh, that are easily found in the search engines. He's uh, certainly been a major contributor to the hobby and... Uh you will be missed. International news with thanks to the IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, the NZART, Amateur Radio Victoria and the worldwide sources of the WIA. Multiple changes proposed to US amateur service rules. Take it, Brian. The FCC has released a notice of proposed rulemaking, which includes a number of changes that could redefine large swaths of the United States amateur radio service. While not affecting Australian amateurs, they are an interesting point of discussion and comparison to our own regulatory arrangements. In brief, a change to the rules to no longer require retesting of hams who have let their licence expire. The argument in favour of the change cites that many amateurs maintain their payments while not actively engaged in the hobby and are not required to reassert their competency. They're looking for acknowledgement of past examinations much in the same way as we do here in VK. In the area of training, the FCC seeks a change from the requirement of three examiners to two and to allow for modern alternatives for remote testing stations like those already employed widely in the enterprise and education sectors. What's of more interest to VK amateurs is the possibility of more emissions types entering the amateur service. Here's Amateur Radio Newsline's Mark Abramovitz, NT3V, introducing comments by CQ Magazine's editor. Mosesen says he's encouraged by the proposal looking at the modes for amateur radio transmissions. He says there are too many restrictions and limitations on hams which can stifle rather than encourage experimentation. He says the FCC is wise to look at the issue, especially considering the area of TDMA or Time Division Multiple Access Technology for amateur radio. I think that the more that we can do with them as hams, in addition to what the commercial world is doing, the better off we'll all be because that competition is a fact of life. You know, you, you look at our microwave bands, which are really where 
a lot of the future is going to be, 2.4 gigahertz, 5.8 gigahertz. These bands are already shared. And if we can make better use of that sharing so that we can do what we want to do without bothering the other people and without having them bother us, then that's great. We can all get by very well. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Mark Abramovich, NT3V in Philadelphia. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. And our operational news, Dateline 2012. This weekend, October the 21st, it's Jota Joti. November the 6th, at Melbourne Cup Day, the guys in VK3 have a 160 metre net. Listen out for that one. And around VK, it's the Spring VHF UHF Field Day on November the 24th and 25th. Now, for more operational news, where else would you put How to Talk to a Scout on Jota? Thanks, Bob. This Jota, Jyoti Weekend, is a great weekend for giving young people an amateur radio experience. The nature of the experience will vary from person to person. However, there's usually a visible impact when they speak on the radio to another scout or guide elsewhere in Australia, or indeed the world. These young folk are encouraged to have a little cheat sheet, and this is why you hear things like, Hello, my name is Adam, and I'm 12 years old, I live in Melbourne, and I like fishing, camping and movies. This method is a great way to start. However, with a little bit of work, we can tease out a lot more from them, causing them to have several overs and begin to overcome microphone shyness. The way to do this is to ask open questions. An open question is one that requires more than a yes or no response. So instead of asking, are you a scout? You could ask, what's your favorite thing that you do at scouts? Or what's the best part of going camping? Questions of this nature encourage them to concentrate on the reply to the question, gets them talking about themselves, which is usually everyone's favourite subject, and makes them forget about the microphone. There is many an amateur around these days who owe their interest in amateur radio, and indeed the influence on career choice, to involvement in jamboree on the air. So if you do have some spare time, and you're not directly engaged with Jota, by all means respond to a CQ jamboree call. Just be prepared to work your way through a pile-up of scouts at the other end. With all that in mind, thank you all very much for those involved in Jota and for those who make way for us on the bands this weekend. Special event stations DX Beacon and Net Advice. The Morning Coffee Break Net. A long-established tradition in VK3 is a net on 1843 kHz in the AM mode running from 11am to noon, Monday to Saturday. Regular participation of this Australian net seeks advice on their equipment, our antenna problems, restoration of old gear, and where to get bits and parts. It always seems to be that there's always someone who can come up with the answers and good advice, including experienced people who have worked in the broadcasting industry. For those unable to get on air at 11am, the Melbourne Cup Day public holiday in VK3 is one of those few opportunities to get involved and typically is seen as an opportunity to get portable. So, with a couple of weeks left, and for many of you a long weekend beforehand, there's still time to get a 160 metre antenna arranged to work that top band. And you can find a number of YouTube videos by Peter, VK3YE, with recordings of previous efforts and some explaining the top-load verticals and loop antennas 
that people use. You can find that on Peter's website, www.vk3ye.com. To Intruder Watch, Enforcement Zone. Intruder Report, Chinese over-the-horizon radar again harassing 40 metres. The IARU Monitoring System newsletter reports that Radio Hargaisa is operating on 7120 kHz and that Chinese surveillance radar in the amateur radio 40 metre band is now stronger than ever before. According to the report, the pesky Chinese over-the-horizon radar had left the 40 metre band for a few weeks, but now it's reported back with a very strong burst system. One that's at least 10 kHz wide and has an almost S9 signal worldwide. IARU regions 1 and 3 are reported to have severely been affected by it. More about both of these situations is online at tinyurl.com forward slash China dash radar dash again. And now to the Q News workbench. It's the Nuts and Volts report. Remember, Brian, measure twice and cut once. And with a report on some emerging technology about ultra-high-definition TV systems, here's Jim Damron, N8TMW. The next generation of super-high-definition television may soon be on its way, as we hear from Amateur Radio Newsline's Jim Damron, N8TMW. Ultra-high-definition television, also known under the acronym Super High Vision, will likely be approved by the International Telecommunication Union as the next generation universal global television standard. Developed by public broadcaster NHK at its science and technical research laboratories, ultra-high definition television is a system that delivers 16 times the resolution of current high-definition images. The new format can deliver images with 33 million pixels through 7,680 horizontal lines and 4,320 vertical lines. It also boasts a vertical refresh rate of 120 frames per second, as well as 22.2 channel multi-dimensional sound. The system is in collaboration between NHK along with electronics manufacturers Panasonic and Sharp. From Charleston, West Virginia, this is Jim Dameron, N8TMW, reporting. You know, Rob, it seems like uh, HDTV, high-definition TV, was only a couple of years ago, but it must have been a bit longer than that if they want to move on already. Maybe it's so that we can take full advantage of Apple's new Retina display in the new MacBook Pro. Have you seen that? I haven't seen it up close, Rob, but I've seen a few MacBooks because that's my favourite uh, brand of, uh, of computing at the moment. Apparently, there's too many uh, pixels on the screen to be resolved by your eye at anything more than a foot away or something. It blends into, let's not even talk about digital anymore. Um, I wonder if maybe it's just a way for them to sell more TVs to us, though. To Media Watch now. The ARRL offers five new books. The ARRL has just released five new books that you're going to want to have in your shack. Two favourites have been re-released and a chock full of new information. Hardcover and softcover editions of the ARRL Handbook for Radio Communications. Rob, that's the 90th edition now. The ARRL Operating Manual. And in addition, the ARRL is proud to offer three new titles. Amateur Radio Public Service Handbook, The Care and Feeding of Transmission Lines by QST Technical Editor Joel Hallis, W1ZR, and Antenna Modelling for Beginners by H. Ward Silver, N0AX. Read more at ARRL.org. I know what's on my Christmas list, Rob. The ARRL hardcover book. Uh, and maybe I, I like the sound of uh, care and feeding of transmission lines, like a pet. 
Uh, and now we've made it to worldwide special interest groups, and would you believe, more radio scouting. As you heard earlier on, scouts have been involved and associated with amateur radio from as early as 1912. Although that may not have been well known, it's not surprising. After all, Scouts from the beginning has framed its program around adventure and learning by having fun. Children have an immense thirst for knowledge and will absorb the knowledge and experiences offered in any interest area. Amateur Radio has featured in almost every jamboree since the World Jamboree in 1957 and because of the skills and interests of Scout leaders and local amateurs continues to this day. Amateur Radio doesn't only bring radio to scouting. Along with talking on the radio, we have the associated activities such as electronics, communication using codes, etc. Some scouts construct their own masts or towers for Jota using poles and ropes, building on skills already learned. There are many scout groups in Australia who make amateur radio part of their program and some have their own equipment and radio shack. Amateur radio and scouting are a good match in that they are both involved with learning by doing, have a strong emphasis on problem solving and have a global focus. Both scouts and amateur radio recognise a global membership and their members participate in activities that bring people of the nations together. Well, Bob's pretty much uh, rounded off the uh, news this week, Rob, and this is our last weekend, Robert. It is. Six weeks of uh, producing the news for Graham. It's a great opportunity and good fun. So send the feedback to the uh, WIA National News Feedback Form on the website and we'll chop straight into the social scene. Quick fire. October 21st in VK3, Ballarat Hamvention. And November the 4th in VK5, it's the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society Hamfest at Goodwood. November 11 in VK3, Yarrow Valley Amateur Radio Group Hamfest. And on November the 25th in VK3, this Spa Camp Fest at Rosebud. We mentioned that before. And here we go. The December 1 in VK7, Myena Ham Fest, not Milena. And on August the 17th and 18th, it's the Worldwide International Lightship Weekend. That's August the 17th and 18th next year, getting in earlier. All right, this has been WIA National News. Thanks for listening this morning. I'm Robert, VK3DN. And I'm Brian, VK3GR. And for the last time until next time... As we reported, you decide. We've reported, you decide.